Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? in Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it, and the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! <laughs> they rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. We're going to sneak the Cardinal thing in here. It's just laughable. Season's over. I'm done. And Eric Fry. Carson Wentz was down with the sickness as he's dealing with an illness. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, uh, happy Monday to you, and happy first game week of the season, Illini. What the heck's going on in Champaign? Well, it's game week, that's what's going on, Kirk, as we head uh, towards uh, Saturday uh, for that. But what's happening, everybody? Welcome in to the uh, starting lineup. We're all live here on the air on 98.9 The Game, and it's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you, and we got a plenty of things to hit up on on a loaded show here on a Monday as we got to recap everything that happened on a Friday in the world of high school football, and some of those high school football games leaked into Saturday mm-hmm. as well, thanks to those lightning and weather and so we'll talk all about it and we'll recap week one of course post week one we got to get you uh what we usually do we got to recap pick them and we got how do you like me now segment returns we got beast mode coming at you as well as eric's overreactions i might even throw a couple in there as well so that's all gonna come up a little bit later and it's also the post weekend so we got to get you the top three moments from the sports weekend as well it makes its triumphant return here on the program and then we also got coach duckett from shelbyville joining us in the podcast talking about his season opening win against newton and we'll also be talking about some nascar stuff as well and recap nascar pick them mm-hmm. as well as the playoffs are here yep. for nascar and everything resets for our pick them yep. on that side Besides of things well yes of course. of course of course we wouldn't want that to happen at least one of us wouldn't want that to happen <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh, of course the starting lineup would not be possible without mcmahon meets stingley insurance agency worth compare repair and to top estate of bank so shout out to those of fine folks and we got a lot to get to here today and a lot to recap so uh, let's waste no more time and uh, let's get it with first things first before we get into the show
first things first. And let's get into it right here from the jump and recap week one of high school football. And we'll first start off with our two teams that we cover. It's Cumberland Pirates over on WCRA and FEM Hearts over on Jack FM. And the Cumberland Pirates got off to an amazing start in week one, often running to, say the least, 28 points there in the opening quarter. And they would eventually go on to score 16 more and that was the score at halftime 44 to nothing that ended up being the uh, final score there so uh, Cumberland putting up the points offensively scoring early and often and also pitching a shutout as well so uh, great performance in week one from the Pirates yeah and it started just 20 seconds into the game Travis Blake McMeekin went to the right play was designed for him to run to the right he ran right spin away from a defender and then cut back to the left there was no one over there for Sarah Gordo uh -huh. Run it the rest of the way for a 64 wow. yard touchdown. First of his five touchdowns on the Yeah, night. what a night, opening what? night for Blake McMeekin. Absolutely. And ah. then on the defensive side, you mentioned uh, Sarah Gordo. Very first play after this, Cumberland got the ball first. Very first play for Sarah Gordo offensively, fumbled the ball. Cumberland fell on it, would end up leading to another Pirate score. Whew. So then Sarah Gordo would get the ball back and they would go three and out with a sack. So mm -hmm. they punting away to Cumberland, and they get the ball back again, interception. Yeah. Cumberland couldn't be stopped their first four drives. They scored. Mm -hmm. And it was just – it was absolute Cumberland Pirate football to a T, Travis. The rushing numbers for the Pirates are absolutely insane. 429 yards of rushing. Yeah. Negative one-yard passing on the night for the Pirates. Hey, but – 420 yeah. yards you, you don't need a whole lot of passing when you when you rush for 429 yards <laughs> right um but i think coach would say a little concerned two turnovers that's a little concerning um one was by um grant kaiser uh who also had a great night and then the other one was by um Olmstead, i believe um the the quarterback but uh you know blake mcmeekin gets all the the love you know with five touchdowns but grant kaiser 144 yards on the ground his own on six carries and a touchdown of his own. So yeah, definitely uh, this pirate team came out swinging at home. Um, now you head to the road against a Sagamon Valley team that may be a little better than you thought it was entering the season possibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, overall, you know, those two turnovers, eh, there's always going to be a little things you can uh, focus in on yep. as uh, no week is perfect. Uh, but still came out with the uh, dub on opening night and opening up at home with a W as well. So uh, we'll take yeah. a look at what Sagamon Valley did in their week one game against Tri-County coming reports, up in a little bit. The reports of Cumberland, uh, you know. His demise is yeah, greatly exaggerated. exaggerated. Yeah. So. And maybe we'll talk about that coming up. In an overreaction. Oh, yeah. So, Cumberland getting in the uh, shutout. And uh, you heard that over on a WSCRA. And uh, then here in uh, my game, I was at uh, Robinson. And it was FEM as well getting off to a, a good start in week one as they got the uh, W against Robinson on a Friday night. And the game didn't start out so well for the uh, Hearts as Robinson. They got the ball first, and they got a first down, and then their drive started to stall after that. And then uh, Blake Green was the punter, and he 
rugby style punted it, but this time he didn't uh, punt it at all. He ran to the right and he ran down the sidelines and it was a huge gain on the fake punt and Coach Hefner was not too pleased with uh, that after that big gain and uh, that kind of settled FEM down a little bit. Robinson kind of stalled after that. They would eventually on fourth down throw up a pass and it would get intercepted by Wade Busher and so uh, FEM we talked about coming into the season their defense would be a strong point for them and that's exactly what they did on that opening drive and that continued later on and pretty much for the entirety of the game besides that fake punt Mm -hmm. and then later on they got a long touchdown of 78 or 82 yard touchdown throw in it was just a short little screen pass dumped off to Pinkston and he did the rest he ran down the sidelines and had a lot of yak yardage there FEM couldn't quite push him out of bounds and uh, that was the only score that Robinson would get there in that second quarter and at that point maybe a little bit of the momentum was shifting a little bit there because then the very next drive after uh, Robinson scored there and made it 17 to 7 and uh, FEM fumbled on an exchange uh, between uh, Dunstan and Gillum, and then uh, Robinson took over in great field position there, but they didn't do anything after that. They got a turnover on downs, and so FEM's defense held strong, put their uh, feet in the ground, and really held strong like they did all night, minus two plays, really. And I thought FEM was oppressive offensively as well. Uh, Gillum taking over, talked about him knowing the offense inside and out, but being a good athlete, showed off his uh, run game as well when he needed to, and he has showed off some passes as well. He got a touchdown later in the game, a two-yard touchdown uh, through the air to Colton Webb, and uh, that was a two-yard pass and made it 24-7 to at that point. About the only bad thing for FEM's point of view, again, because no, no one's perfect, mm-hmm. uh, penalties, yeah. double-digit penalties. It seemed like they were getting a lot of those, and so that's something that coach probably won't be happy about nope. and uh, we'll have to work to uh, correct because, I mean, 31-7, to 7, you won despite all those penalties. And it, But, again, let's, let's look at let's it. Yes, one. yes, you won. Good win, but – when you're facing bigger schools, you can't get away with stuff like that. Yeah, you may not be able to get away with it this week. Yeah, and not exactly a bigger school, but the the competition. Yeah. Yes, and I'll save it for a little bit. Well, because <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about them coming up and, and who I'm facing this week. Yes, um, but yeah, I I think Travis that uh, you know this this Effingham team, I think came out and looked a lot better than a lot of people thought they would. Yeah. Um, now, we have talked on this show, Robinson's replacing a lot of kids as well, mm-hmm. new coach as well for the Maroons. Yeah. So how can you judge it? You look at what right, happened last exactly. year and you go, oh, well, they beat a pretty good school. That, that you know, FEM just – but that year to year, it's, it's right. different. It's not like the NFL where you, you know – yeah. And they had their growing pains of yep. they had some delay games and there was one time where they had to take back to back timeouts because they didn't get the play in yep. on time and whatnot. So new coach, new quarterback as well. And it just seemed like the quarterback, Reese Johnson, threw off his back foot a lot and uh, had a, I think he had a lot of opportunities to get some interceptions with jump balls, but uh, only could da- come down with that one mm-hmm. from Busher. But 
yeah, you know, I wasn't shocked completely that FEM won, but just the way that they did it, and they definitely looked impressive uh, on how they did it as well. Uh, Dunstan found the end zone a couple of times, and uh, Gillum found the end zone twice as well, once through the air and was once on the ground as well. So overall an impressive night for FEM and picking up the win 31-7, to uh, seven, getting the season opening W mm-hmm. for them. And then also the very first scoring play uh, for the Hearts I talked about with my conversation with Coach and about replacing Armando Estrada. Well, he was confident in uh, Stefton to fill in that role, and sure enough, he did. He made a field goal for the very first score oh, nice. of the season, a 35-yard field goal there for <laughs> Stefton. And so right away, Proving Travis, hey, we can still make field goals. I was going to say the same thing with Cumberland. Cumberland was perfect on extra points. There was one they uh-huh. missed, but it was because there was a bad snap. That And that's not the kicker's fault. So uh, they have a senior senior kicker as well. So, uh, you know, that was two things both of us spotlighted of, oh, how are mm-hmm. you replacing these kickers? And it was such a luxury. Obviously, they're fine. Yep. Didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat in either <laughs> team. So. And I think the very next day on Saturday, he goes and scores a couple of goals in the games in the soccer tournament. That's what you do, right? As well. That's what you do. And FEM comes away with a dub. They're 1-0. and And Robinson, obviously, 0-1. And Robinson will go on the road to take on Taylorville. And FEM will come home for their first home game of the season at Klosterman Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium. And they'll be taking on the Mount Carmel Aces. And the Aces, well, they come in at 0-1. And they fell in week one and we'll talk about those games as well as the rest of the local schedule and recap the rest of the week one games coming up next here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back this is effingham fire chief brent yokum we have all heard about home fires taking lives and destroying all that a family owns These tragedies remind us to double-check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. On Sunday, September 3rd, the Cardinals wrap up their weekend series with the Pirates and pay special tribute to fan-favorite Cardinals moments. That day, 25,000 fans, 16 and older, take home an exclusive Cardinals moment flag presented by Air National Guard. It features players' names, slogans, and moments all selected by the fans. That's Sunday, September 3rd, the Birds, the Pirates, and the historic Cardinals moments flag. For tickets and details, visit cardinals.com promotions. This is Ozzie Smith. See you at the ballpark. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $37.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. 
Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. And now. But then uh, tomorrow, open up a uh, three-game set with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks coming up uh, tomorrow. But enjoy St. Louis Cardinal baseball right here and right now on 98.9 The Game. The starting lineup. Oh, I still got. We still got a few more minutes. What am I doing? What am I doing here? You're supposed to keep me. You're supposed to keep me on the rails here. I'm Jeez, sorry. my I, God. I was. I was. I was just agreeing with you. Oh my God. It's okay. Not really. But. Yeah, we still got a couple more minutes. Let's talk about Carrasco. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Oh, I still got. We still got a few more minutes. What am I doing? Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here. And we talked about uh, FEM and uh, Cumberland football. Let's take a look at the rest of the high school football slate from Friday slash Saturday. And let's just go down the list here. In the Apollo Conference, it was Charleston. They got the uh, season opening a dub, so uh, they're on a five-game winning streak now from last year to this year. And they won 42-13 to over Hersher. And that was Coach Halsey's first game back on the sidelines. Uh, Charleston got off to an amazing start, 28 nothing. They had the lead at halftime. Uh, Brett Spohr carried the ball 18 times, and he found the end zone twice and 142 yards. Uh, Luke Bonsteller, he was the quarterback, as those two did a position swap. And uh, Bonsteller got 11 for 18 passes and 173 yards and a couple of touchdowns as well. So Trojans start off 1-0. and on of the year over Hersher, so uh, they continue their winning ways yeah. from last season. Hey, I like it. Uh, Morton, they uh, got the win over Muhammad Seymour, twenty to fourteen, in comeback fashion. They had to, the Potters had to rally to do so, and there was a little bit of a controversy at the end of the game as well with a late interception, and then uh, Morton tried to uh, down it with the uh, clock running down and. Uh, Muhammad, and it was for, a fourth down they kneeled it from, and they thought that there was still some time left on the clock when they kneeled it. So that's kind of a tricky situation yeah, with a fourth is. down and kneeling the ball. Uh, but uh, Martin Kocha said that he thought the officials may have given Muhammad an extra timeout in the fourth quarter as well. And so the officials agreed, and they uh, just called the end of the game. So uh, Morton comes back and beats Muhammad. In the first game, mm. so Bulldogs starting off 0 and 1 on the year. Now, kind of a weird ending too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy Triad they got the win over Mattoon of 56 to uh, 20. Mattoon started off good; they scored first, but then Triad rattled off 42 straight points. Uh, Colin Qu- uh, Quiles he got four rushing touchdowns. Uh, one of the first touchdowns was a Slater Trader for the Green Wave. He threw to Owen Hawkins for an 80 yard touchdown pass and uh, Trayer would 
finish with 180 yards on the night. But uh, Matt Toon started off good, and I remember last year they started off in this game good as well. But uh, 42 straight points by a triad gets him the dub, 56-20. And we will hear more from this game later on. Mm, gotcha. And Matt, uh, Mount Zion started off the season with a win over mm-hmm. Barnville Limestone. And this was one of the games that bled over into Saturday. Uh, Mount Zion got off to a great start. They led 21 nothing in the first quarter. And then uh, the lightning and weather came, so they had to delay it to uh, Saturday. And they finished it up, and so did the Braves. They finished them off 42-6 to was the final here. And Braden Trimble started off his season great for his junior year. Five receptions. 173 yards, four touchdowns. Mm. Five receptions and four of them are for TDs. That's pretty good. That's pretty great there for Mount Zion, mm-hmm. starting off with the dub. And we had Taylorville picking up the win over Olney. 41-6 was the uh, final here. And Taylorville, they took the early lead 13 and to nothing on their first couple of drives in the first quarter. And uh, the Tornadoes would get off to a- another touchdown after a punt went over Olney's head. And that set up uh, Taylorville in their own territory. And they ended up leading 27-6 at halftime. Olney would actually uh, take the ensuing kickoff after that punt went over uh, the head and Taylorville scored. Uh, the Tigers would take the ensuing kickoff back for a touchdown. Mm. And uh, Baron Odom for the Tornadoes had three touchdowns and another rushing, had three of them passing and another rushing touchdown. So mm. Taylorville, statement yes. coming out, beating Olney. Very much so. And 41 6. Again, it'll take till week two, Travis. Um, but it makes me wonder is Taylorville back or is only still adjusting to their new coach yeah which but which 41 to but 6 that's that's a, a, a statement yeah that was an eye-opener yep. for me uh in the Lincoln Prairie it was Arcola defeating Nicomas 34 to a 16 and this game was at 27 to 8 at halftime and then the game was delayed until Saturday and Arcola they got off to a good start with their new coach and their new offense and they had a 13 nothing lead after the first quarter. And then once both of the teams returned on Saturday, they would each get a score, but that was pretty much it after that. Uh, and Arcola would win 34-16 to over Nicomas, welcoming them to the Lincoln Prairie. Uh, Arthur got the win over Argenta 32-18, and this game also got delayed until uh, Saturday after they had begun the game in the first half. Uh, Jace Parsons, he was uh, four for six from a passing and a touchdown as well to Connor Nettles, and he also carried the ball 19 times, had 51 yards and two touchdowns, and also he had an interception on defense as well. Landon Waldrop got 10 carries, 150 yards, and found in the end zone. And uh, so Arthur, we talked about them uh, last week uh, after the Fagan era. Mm-hmm. They started off with a dub they against did. Argenta. Yeah, and again, you know, we talked about Effingham. You know, reports of their demise may be greatly exaggerated. I think you say the same thing about Arthur. Right, exactly. And we'll talk to Coach Jefferson uh, coming up, mm-hmm. and he's got a very interesting story about their night oh. and their weekend Can't wait to hear there it. for 
Arthur. And uh, Sullivan, they got the win in their first game in the Lincoln Prairie. They defeated Villa Grove 39-25. The Blue Devils got off to a great start. They led 13-0. Then uh, Sullivan scored to make it 13-7. And then that is when the rain and lightning and everything, and that delayed the game until Saturday. And it looked like Villa Grove was kind of a different team uh, in the uh, second half of that uh, game after the delay. Uh, Sullivan picked up a couple of touchdowns to take the lead in the third quarter, uh, but Villa Grove tied it up with a Klein rushing touchdown, but they missed the extra point, so it was tied at 19, and then uh, Sullivan scored again, 26-19 at that point. Klein with another rushing touchdown, but again, the extra point was no good, so it was 26-25, Sullivan with the lead. And then they would add a couple more insurance touchdowns to get the dub in their first game in the LPC. Uh, Leading the way for Sullivan, Allen Fryman, 17 carries, 138 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Cooper Christensen, he had a 9 for 12, and he was 146 yards and a touchdown. And he also had two rushing touchdowns as well on 16 carries and 88 yards. And Villa Grove had a lane run, a passing, and a rushing touchdown. And Klein had a couple of rushing touchdowns as well. But Sullivan coming out and beating the Blue Devils in week one. Yeah, a good win for Sullivan. You know, yeah, it sounded like an exciting game. Absolutely it was. And, you know, that's that's the kind of, of game that, you know, Sullivan needed to, to come out and win and put a stamp on we are here in the Lincoln Prairie we're here to make a difference. Right. So. Yeah, we have a lot of hype behind yep. us and yep. it's warranted. Yep, they needed they need to come out and get a big win especially on the road. Yeah. And so uh, they got the uh, opening dub in mm-hmm. LPC play. Yep. Little Lineye had Shelbyville all over Newton 42 to 7. Shelbyville they scored on each of their first 5 drives of the game. They led 36 to uh, nothing. Uh, Landon Wallace he had 13 carries, 101 yards, 3 touchdowns. And a quarterback, Brody Bame, started off the season well, 6 for 10, 130 yards, and three touchdowns as well. And that was two through the air and one on the ground as well. Newton found the end zone once, and that was about 2.30 left in the game. Uh, Byron Ashley found the end zone, and that was the Eagles' alone touchdown on the night. Uh, Max Meinhardt had, was 11 for 26 and had 119 yards, but Shelbyville, making a statement that they picked up right where they left off. And we'll be talking to Coach Duckett and hearing from him coming up in the podcast about this win. Yeah, a, a dominating win from Shelby. Domination. Domination. Mm. Uh, KZ, they got the win over Red Hill, and it was a shutout, 26 to nothing. So uh, they get the opening dub for a new coach, and uh, they scored a first, led 7 nothing, and uh, then that was it until the fourth quarter. They put up 19 points in that quarter. Nolan Clement had a touchdown through the air. And he also had a rushing touchdown as well. And Connor Sullivan rushed for two touchdowns as well. So a Casey starting off with a shutout of Red Hill, 26 zip. That was impressive to me, Travis. Yeah. Um, you know, Red Hill made the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. So Casey, new coach. I, I like what I saw, at least out of week one. Yeah, week one is good. Paris, they defeated North Vermillion, Indiana, 21-14. This one was exciting. Uh, Paris had a 7-6 to lead at halftime. And then a North Vermillion, 
came and took the lead of 14 and two as seven. And then Ethan Curl for the Tigers rushed for a touchdown, but they missed the extra point. And so it was 14 to 13 after three quarters. And then late in the game, Curl with another touchdown of four of Paris. And then the two point conversion was good. And Paris would hold on for the win over North Vermilion starting off their season. Good. Another team that faced a team from Indiana, that was Mount Carmel. They hosted uh, Gibson uh, Southern, and Gibson Southern uh, came back and won this one 21-14. This game didn't get kicked off on time at 8 o'clock. They had to delay it even more until 8.30. Once it finally got going, Mount Carmel got going. They scored on their first two possessions, and they led 14-0, but then that was it. The score held until halftime, and then Gibson Southern scored 21 unanswered points, including a late touchdown in the fourth quarter. And uh, then uh, Mount Carmel just trying to come back. They threw an interception at the end. It was about a minute 41 to go when they scored the game winner. And so Gibson Southern comes out and gets the dub over Mount Carmel. Yeah, that one was, uh, you know, we said that, that may be game of the night uh, mm-hmm. here on the show, but. Uh, yeah, coming out and getting 14 early, Mount Carmel looked like they were on a roll, but just the offense disappeared. Yep, they did. And so uh, FEM will be hosting a Mount Carmel, mm-hmm. so uh, we'll see if uh, Blaine Sissons and the Aces can bounce back here. Possibly angry Mount Carmel. Potentially, yes. Uh, Trent Wesleyan, and they got the win over a Marshall 32-2. It's losing streak continues. continues. And uh, Lawrenceville, they put up the points against Oblong. 68-19 to was the uh, final yep. for Lawrenceville. Uh, in the Central Illinois, it was uh, Leroy. Uh, they got the win over Central A&M by 2, 14-2-12. Leroy was leading 7-6 to with a little over five minutes to go before halftime. Then the game was delayed until uh, Saturday. And then uh, Leroy scored almost immediately after the game reset, and they won, and they were leading 14-6. Drew Damery got his second passing touchdown on the day to make it 14-12 in the third quarter, but nothing else after that. So Leroy holds on, and they get the win after coming back on Saturday. Yeah, a uh, good win for Leroy. I mean, mm-hmm. they did what they needed to do. Yeah, and uh, Peru St. Beatty, they took down a Tuscola at Illinois Wesleyan, and this game, I think, had some problems getting in uh, with the game, with the weather, mm-hmm. uh, but Peru St. Beatty got the win 34-25. to 25. Tuscola had the lead early, 12-6 to 6 after one, and also 19-12 to 12 at halftime. Then a big lightning delay. They finally got restarted again, and uh, St. Beatty eventually took the lead at 20 to 19 after a two point conversion. And then Tuscola came back and scored. They led 25 20, and then uh, St. Beatty got another touchdown, and then they added an insurance one to make the final score 34 to 25. So Tuscola starts off 0 and 1. Yep, good good win for Tuscola. <clears throat> Uh, Clinton, they got the win over Tremont, 43-2-6. El Paso Grinley defeated Macon Meridian, 49-20. And Downs Tri-Valley, they got the shutout over Warrensburg Latham, 14-0. In the South Central Conference, it was Pena over Vandalia, 46-30-4. Pena led 15-6 with about 10-49 remaining in the second quarter. And then a, a big lightning delay for this game, it was an hour and 16 minutes. And then uh, after 
uh, the action restarted. It was a big run for Andrew Kelly for the Vandals, 56-yard touchdown, and that cut the lead down to just two for Pena. Uh, but then the Panthers would rattle off three touchdowns to open up the lead, 33-13. to And then Vandalia would be on the comeback trail. Another rushing touchdown for Andrew Kelly cut the lead down again. And then uh, uh, Vandalia would actually recover an onside kick, and then they would score again to make it 39 to 34 with about five minutes remaining. And then Pena would get another touchdown there. So this game was close after a long night mm-hmm. there in Pena with those lightning delays. Yeah, there. That's uh, not one you want to see. The lightning delays are, are, as a broadcaster, are annoying, Travis. <laughs> they are. Yes, and particularly, I don't know if there was much weather right. at that. It was just lightning yeah. in the area uh. and whatnot. So almost midnight is when that game got oh, over goodness. with there. That information from Todd Stapleton Good job, Todd. We there from it. I-70 Sports. So uh, Pena gets revenge from their opening season loss last year and gets the win over the Vandals this time around. Uh, Carlinville, they got the win over Litchfield, 35-2-14. Jack Rouse had 36 carries, 202 yards, four touchdowns for Carlinville. And uh, they got the win, 35-14. Piasol, they got off the ground with a W over Gillespie, 22-7. Greenville, Oliver Staunton, 40-0. And then finally, Hillsboro, they put up a statement over North Mac. Not just that they won, but 31-6. So new regime for North Mac starts with a loss, 31-6. That one was a little surprising. Right. I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. 31-6, 31-6, but uh, Hillsborough picking up the win. And that does it for week one of high school football, one of the most unique week ones mm-hmm. in quite a while with the lead-up to yeah, we the, heat. the heat. Yep. And then they actually started the games later, and then, then comes the lightning and weather and whatnot, delaying them until Saturday. So ah, just uh, – Big obstacles to overcome this week. So hopefully this week is a a normal week. It's back good Mm weather-wise and whatnot. So fingers crossed, a normal week two uh, coming up this weekend. We'll be previewing the week two games later on in the week. All right, so let's hit up on some more local sports and let's hit up on some non-football action that took place on Friday and this weekend and get you set for the local sports, hopefully back into full swing. A lot of the other outdoor activities got postponed last week. So uh, we'll take a look at that coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Summer is here, and it is important to be safe around the water. Don't take chances overestimating your swimming skills. Swim only in designated areas and never swim alone. No one can anticipate sudden storms or other hidden dangers. Keep an eye on children and remember it only takes a few seconds for a small child to wander away. Children have a natural curiosity and attraction to water. This is Deputy Chief Kurt Davis of the Effingham Police Department. Water sports and activities can be some of the most enjoyable times of the year. Please keep safety first and enjoy your summer. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. 
Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Sarah wants a yard. My own little paradise. Brad, however, hates yard work. The only thing I hate more than cutting the grass is paying someone to cut the grass. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Sarah and Brad found a great home with a yard. A very, very small yard. Time to get it done. And I'm done. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. Easy cleanup with the Ryobi 18-volt OnePlus Whisper Series Leaf Blower. And football. That's right, Reese Davis. With variable speed, it has the power for when you really need it and just the right amount when you don't. And the OnePlus battery platform means you go from yard work to DIY in just a click so you can get projects done faster. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Ryobi and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. And now, is this really what we're talking about today? Because if it is, I'm going to leave. The starting lineup. Like, this is ridiculous. All right, <laughs> we'll get back on track. Sports podcast talking about phones. Give me a break. On 98.9 The Game. This is ridiculous. Give me a break. Sports Center update brought to you by Tingley Insurance Agency. St. Louis City FC gave up a late goal during a 2-1 loss to Orlando City at Exploria Stadium on Saturday. City tied the match at one with a goal in the 78th minute where Orlando took the lead for good. In the first minute of stoppage time, St. Louis remains first place in the West with 14 wins, 2 draws, and 9 losses for 44 points. They host FC Dallas on Wednesday. The Bears are turning their attention to the regular season following a 24-21 loss to the Bills in their final preseason game at Soldier Field on Saturday. Justin Fields started for Chicago, completed two of his six attempts for 51 yards. He added 16 yards on the ground. The Bears finished exhibition play with a 1-2 record. They'll cut their roster down to 53 players this week ahead of their season opener against the Packers on September 10th. Chicago got started with some cuts yesterday, releasing quarterback P.J. Walker and offensive lineman Alex Leatherwood. The number 13 Notre Dame Fighting Irish cruised to a 42-3 win over Navy in Dublin on Saturday. New quarterback Sam Hartman threw for 251 yards, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. The Irish begin the season 1-0 record. They host Tennessee State this Saturday. And the Colts will have a different-looking backfield when the regular season begins. Indianapolis has released running back Keon Drake. The 29-year-old signed with the Colts in early August as they dealt with the options of Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Drake carried the ball 13 times, 36 yards, caught three passes for 29 yards over three weeks. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the Sports and Reads. Finishing him under the gun. I find it interesting, though, that the Colts signed this running back, Keon Drake, in mm-hmm. August, and now they're already letting him go with all the speculation about Jonathan Taylor. I know. I, I just find it interesting that you you would get rid of possibly who could be your two. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, the deadline is tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow. for possible suitors mm-hmm. for Mr. Jonathan Taylor. So 
we'll take a look at that. It really has. Yeah, haven't really heard in no. anything at all. All right, let's take a look at some more local sports and some local action that didn't involve a football. And on a Friday in high school baseball, it was Altamont getting the win over Nioga, Battle of the Indians there. And Altamont picks up the win 4-1. to one. Saint Anthony got the win over Dietrich, 6-3. to three. South Central shuts out North Clay, 5-0. to zero. Wayne City gets the win over Brownstown St. Elmo, 7-2. And Windsor's two straws over CHBC, 10-0. Junior high softball, it was St. Elmo over CHBC, 13-7. South Central over Dietrich, 7-4 from Friday. Some local sports from Saturday in baseball. It was Windsor's two straws getting the win over Altamont, 5-2-3, final there. And then Topple was supposed to have a wooden bat tournament, but since all that rain mm -hmm. came on Friday night and early Saturday morning, uh, that was postponed until September 2nd, so they'll make that up then. In a volleyball at the uh, Fairfield tournament, we had several area teams up there. Uh, North Clay won their uh, pool as they got wins over Gatlin County, also over Chester, Topolis, and Mount Carmel. only game they would lose on uh, Saturday was to Newton in two sets. Uh, but North Clay taking their pool. That was a good showing there from them. Uh, Topless, they had a, a lot of girls that were under the weather and without sick. But despite that, uh, they still were tops in their group as well up there. Uh, they got wins over Sisney and Lawrenceville. And they fell to NCDE and Robbins as well. That was a, a three-set match, so busy day there in a Fairfield, and nice showing by North Clay. It's top of us as well. In high school soccer, busy day there in Charleston as the Red and Gold Tournament was postponed here until Saturday, and Robinson got the win over Charleston, and then uh, that put uh, FEM, a fall, or FEM getting the win over uh, Danville for two uh, three in uh, penalty kicks, and a lot of these games went to uh, yeah, penalty kicks that. as well. FEM won their uh, second game over Charleston, 5-2-4. And Topless got the win over Rantoul, 2-2-0. And Mattoon also got the win over Rantoul as well. Uh, Newton, they picked up a, a pair of uh, victories, uh, both in penalty kicks. They beat Topless 2-1 in PKs and also defeated Mattoon as well. In PKs, 7-2-4 there in a round-robin style. And FEM picking up a, a pair of victories. Newton gets two wins as well. In a cross country at the uh, Fairfield Invitational, it was only girls getting the win in the uh, team section. And then also in uh, Paris, it was the FEM girls finishing in first place as well at the uh, Paris Aiken Invite Jessica Larson's from FEM was first overall as an individual, and Alex Gordon from FEM as well finished second overall individually on the boys' side of things. There, so successful Saturdays for FEM yeah. and only there in cross country action. And uh, that was it from the uh, weekend uh, action uh, today in high school baseball. You got Topless at Altamont, Brownstown hosting Odin, CHBC there at Windsor Sioux Straws. In volleyball tonight, you got Brownstown at uh, St. Elmo 
at Nicomas, North Clay, Clay City at Grayville. You also have a CHBC at Ocala Valley. In Lincoln Prairie, it's Clinton at Saragordo, Little Lanai at Casey at Villa Grove, Sullivan at Paris, and Lawrenceville is at the Fairfield Tournament. Uh, Central Illinois is uh, Pawnee at Central A&M. Uh, South Central, you got Auburn at Hillsborough. Litchfield at Maryville Christian. Carrollton at Piasol. In the boys' golf, you got the topless there at Robinson today. Winds two straws at Shelbyville. They're at the uh, Shelby County Championship in Mattoon. Muhammad Seymour at Monticello. Arthur Arcola, Casey, and Fisher. They're at uh, Tuscola. In girls' golf, you got FEM Charleston and Champaign Central at Meadowview in Mattoon. You got Salem at Alney, Shelbyville hosting Sullivan, uh, Paris at Robinson, Vandalia Woodlawn Centralia, Staunton at Jerseyville. And in co ed golf, you got North Mac, Gillespie at Carlinville, and Paris is at Robinson. In uh, soccer, it's Arthur at Tolona Unity, Pena at Macon Meridian. In tennis, it's Casey Westfield at St. Anthony and Vandalia hosting Newton and Charleston and Muhammad Seymour. They are at Centennial there for local sports mm-hmm. for today. And we'll be back to talk about all of it tomorrow, and we'll be back to a recap it all as well. And if you want to follow along every day with the local sports action, go to the website, fmrated.com, and click on our local sports tab there and check out the uh, schedule and results as well as if you want to check out our broadcast schedule as well you can find it there on the website as well because we got a Mm jam-packed broadcast schedule with of course the cardinals going on and the high school football games and we're adding the illini this week as well on a saturday because it's the first college football game of the season for illinois there at memorial stadium Hosting the MAC champions, Toledo Rockets. So you get a little maction. Get a little maction on Saturday, and it's a beautiful 6:30 kickoff as well. 5:30 will begin the pregame here on a 98.9 with Brian Barnhart and the crew there. So looking forward to that one, and we're looking forward to talking more Illini sports coming up later in the week as we get closer to a Saturday. And the line today opened at. Nine, nine and a half is where the opening Monday Day line for the game on Saturday That's is. That's not bad. Not bad uh, there. So, uh, and uh, speaking of uh, this weekend, let's talk about last weekend, and it's the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend. That's what we're closing out the show with. Coming up here on the start and on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from ninety-eight nine. The game studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. And Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. 
This is Lucas Krenning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused, distracted, drop your phone, buckle up, seatbelt save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash play. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to five. 33342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts, or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. And now, the starting lineup. The Memphis. Memphis. Turn around three of the Dodgers. We're going to overtime. On 98.9, the game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The uh, Game, ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here. We're only here on ESPN Radio for, say, a tad a bit longer. And we switch things over to uh, the uh, podcast post-weekend. So that means uh, things have happened in the uh, sports world this weekend. So uh, let's uh, check it out. And it's the return of the top three. It's the top three moments from the sports weekend. Let's go. And now, it's time for the top three. Top three moments in the uh, sports weekend. A top three in a no particular order here. But I'll start off with my number three. And it's Lois Lappy from California in the Little League World Series. And it was a walk-off home run. Just about what you'd want. Absolutely. It made my top three too, Travis, because that was the, the emotion, the call of the the walk-off homer to win the Little League World Series as well. Yeah. Everything about it was just pure joy, pure baseball, pure why we have the Little League World Series on TV. Right. And it's like, you know, you dream of hitting a walk-off homer, and he did it. He did it. And won the World Series with it. I look for him to be drafted. So we'll look out for Lewis Lappy. I will. I will. In the future. Uh, there. Uh, then uh, my number two that may also be on your uh, top three as well, but I'm looking at NASCAR and uh, the wreck on Saturday. Yes, it was. And, and uh, you're talking about the flip of Ryan Priest. Yes. Uh, a 
scary accent. We don't see crashes oh like this in NASCAR anymore. It no. reminded me of a, a crash from the 80s or 90s where the car gets up in the air, high up in the air, and then barrel rolls 10 plus times. Yeah. Um, and it was it was frightening. It was. And I think what made it most frightening is the very first roll dug into the grass, mm -hmm. the back stretch, and it ripped open the roof hatch mm -hmm. that these My cars goodness. have. And it broke the window net. And so again, wow. it could have been very, very bad. Ryan Priest did go to the hospital. He was released Sunday morning. He is back in North Carolina, back home. Uh, that's the latest update we have. But uh, just, just scary. And I heard um, his crew, they released the audio of his crew trying to talk to him. And then once they said he's out, his spotter goes, we're going to kill somebody doing this race. We're going to kill somebody racing these cars at these tracks the way we are unless something changed. Mm. That's that's a big moment right there. Yeah, and just after he hits on one of those and he goes way up in the air mm -hmm. on those rolls and it's just scary. Yeah. Scary wreck and the other one was pretty uh, scary Blaney, as yes. well with Blaney just hammering the wall and the safer barrier, how much it gives. Oh yeah. There Luckily was game. just yeah. Uh, I heard I heard on Denny Hamlin's podcast that I was listening to on my, my way into work today that he was saying you know 23 years ago, 22 years ago, someone died in an accident yeah. just like that in the same place basically. Mm -hmm. And so it's a credit to the safety innovations of NASCAR that yeah. Ryan Blaney was totally fine and okay. Mm -hmm. um, the last thing I want to mention, Travis, Ryan Priest give him credit he has become the crash test dummy of the the next gen car if you remember back at talladega in the spring when kyle larson got hammered in the driver's door ryan priest was the guy who hammered him yeah he is <laughs> the guy who's testing out these cars to see how safe they are right someone has to i guess it's him and uh yeah someone's gotta do it yeah <laughs> to make crash test dummies for that but... yeah right uh, so uh, my uh, number one moment from the uh, sports weekend, well, it's no surprise from, uh, if you know me, it's uh, it's all in mm -hmm. at uh, Wembley Stadium for uh, professional wrestling. 81,000 fans. Yeah. MJF, Adam Cole. Yeah. It was, it was, That's my number one. Yes. I, I, I was there. I was watching it. And... Uh, it wasn't quite my number one, and that's because, Travis, on Saturday, we had the debut of Mr. Jordan Wicks, the number 10 prospect of the Chicago Cubs, left-handed pitcher, making his debut, drafted first-round pick 2021, Travis, and what did he do in his debut? Uh, he just came out and pitched five innings of two-hit ball with nine Ks. Wow. The Cubs got a win against Pittsburgh. Yes, I know, it was Pittsburgh, so everyone's saying, oh, it was just Pittsburgh, but still, First time out, five innings, two hits, one run, nine Ks, only 80 pitches, and gets the dub. That's mm -hmm. that's what you want to see um, out of someone making their, their first start. And uh, especially with a team that is contending in the thick of a playoff hunt, here comes this rookie pitcher in and throws five innings, a two-hit ball. It's very impressive. Yeah, it's kind of what you want to see out of your uh, top pitching prospects yep. or yep. one of your best prospects yep there you go so we we will be on the lookout for mr uh jordan wicks and that that brings me travis to just to segue from top three real quick we're coming up on the first of september we are yep. we're coming up to roster expansion mm -hmm. 
So who are you excited? There's not a lot to be excited about with the Cardinals right now. We've, all, we've talked about this for all summer long, Travis. But who is someone you're excited to see get called up? We've already we've already done it. Mason Wynn, that's the only person really to get excited about, really. Is there anybody else in in the Cardinals rankings that you would you would like to see get called up? Let me see. Uh, you already said Mason Wynn. Uh, I don't think Tink Hens is, is close enough. Uh, as he's just right. a double A. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's a that's a guy that you hear about. Perfecto? For sure. I don't know about exactly excited okay. to see him. But I would expect him to be one of one of them called up, right? Yeah, right. So at least see what you got, um, yeah. Gomez. Nope, never heard of him. Okay, Moises Go- Moises Gomez. He's at AAA right now. He's twenty five. He's an outfielder because we all know the Cardinals. Yeah, need more we need one of those. Need more outfielders. Do the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, so that's right. The rosters expand. At the uh, end of the week. Yeah. So, September 1st is Batting Friday. 231, Travis. Yeah, not great. 28 homers. That's good. 70 RBIs. That seems to be good. 146 Ks. Hmm. Well, that seems normal. Yeah. I mean, that's so. that's baseball nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Three so. triples, so he's got a little bit of speed. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, but... We'll see who who they do uh, call up. I I don't know. I haven't heard very many rumors after uh, wins gotten up here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that will do it here for the uh, starting lineup uh, today. We got more stuff to uh, talk about in the uh, podcast. Coach Duckett from Shelbyville is going to be uh, joining the uh, podcast as he talks about the week one win for the uh, Rams. We'll also be uh, talking more about NASCAR and uh, Recapping our pick'em, recapping high school pick'em as well, and uh, from the high school world, we gotta get our two uh, favorite segments, three segments now mm-hmm. uh, after the addition of Eric's overreactions. Yeah, how do you like me now? And a beast mode for week one in sports history. And this day in sports history, so we had a loaded show here on the air, and we have a loaded show in the podcast. Of course, you can find that. F- uh, podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast on iTunes and uh, Spotify and the website fmradio.com. But I'll do it here for us. Coming up next is ESPN Radio in the afternoon, and we'll catch you tomorrow. If not, we'll catch you in the pod. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in. Now, welcome into overtime of the start in the lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here. Coming up, we got a loaded show, a loaded podcast. Got to recap things from Pick'em, from high school 
football pick them, NASCAR pick them. Talk more NASCAR about the race and the playoffs are a set for them. And, of course, we got to get to uh, some more high school football with Coach Duckett from Shelbyville. And we also got to get you how you like me now and a beast mode for week one, as well as the state in uh, sports history as well coming up here on the program. Yep. But first, before any of that, is there anything on SportsCenter that we need to clean up? Yeah, just just uh, a couple of things. Uh, we talked about uh, Lewis uh, Lappy and that homer, Travis. Did you know that was the first home run that uh, Kareko had allowed in Williamsport? No. no. It's also the fifth wow. straight tournament that a U.S. team has won. Hmm. So Look at that. USA dominating we after it felt like for the longest time. It was always an international team that won, but now mm. USA is getting all over it. Yeah. Um, the Browns took a major hit to their special teams as Jakeem Grant will miss the rest of the season after suffering a knee injury during the team's preseason loss to the Chiefs on Saturday. The kicker turner ruptured his patella tendon. He is set to miss his second straight season after rupturing his Achilles in training camp before last season even started. Uh, that's not great. Mm, no. Travis, your Rams are adding reinforcements to your offensive line. The team acquired Kevin Dotson, a 2024 fifth-round pick, and a 2025 sixth-round pick from the Steelers. Pittsburgh's receiving a 24 fourth-rounder and a 25th fifth-rounder from L.A. So, there you go. Uh, I need all the help we can get. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, a couple of NFL teams are making a depth-based trade as the New England Patriots have acquired offensive tackle Tyrone Wheatley Jr. from the Browns in exchange for running back Pierre Strong Jr., Wheatley joined the league after signing with the Bears as a rookie free agent in 2021, but is yet to appear in a regular season game. Strong was selected by the Patriots in the fourth round of the 2022 draft out of South Dakota State. Last year, he carried the ball 10 times for 100 yards and a touchdown to go with seven catches for 42 yards. Hmm. Arizona State won't be heading to a bowl game this season, even if the team reaches six wins. As the university announced on Sunday, it will impose a self-ban for the 2023 season as the program is investigated by the NCAA. The allegations against the Sun Devils are around repeated recruiting violations during former head coach Herm Edwards' tenure with the team. ASU fired Edwards during the 2022 season and later replaced him with Kenny Dillingham this offseason. ESPN reports there is expected to be additional punishments coming for the Sun Devils. And Victor Hovland is the FedEx Cup champion after winning the Tour Championship at Eastlake Golf Course in Atlanta. Hovland shot a 63 in the final round of the tournament to finish top of the leaderboard at 27 under par. The 25-year-old is the eighth player to win consecutive FedEx Cup playoff events. Victory is also Hovland's third win of the season and sixth of his career. Xander Shoffley finished in second place at 22 under par when Wyndham Clark was third at 16 under, Rory was fourth at 14 under, and Patrick Cantley finished fifth at 13 under. And the top mm. tennis players in the world are clashing in the U.S. Open. Defending men's champ Carlos Alcatraz earned the top seed as in the draws. He looks to capture his second Grand Slam title 2023. Second seed Novak Djokovic will look for some revenge after falling to Alcatraz at Wimbledon there in that one. So. Get ready. U.S. Open, Travis. That's Sports Center. I had no idea. Yeah, neither did a lot of people. <laughs> What's happened? What's happened to tennis? Well, uh, that's what happens when you lose all your star power at once. Yes, it's true. It's fair. Hmm. All right. So, um, 
Let's go ahead and let's uh, continue on with high school football okay. here before we uh, get any uh, further. And uh, let's hear from uh, Coach uh, Duckett here from uh, Shelbyville as I talk to him about the uh, season opening a victory over the uh, Newton Eagles. And we talk about this week's game as well coming up for week two. So that convo coming up right now. Travis Sparks joining me here on the starting lineup is Coach Duckett from the Shelbyville Rams. And first of all, thanks for joining in the show again. And congratulations on the first victory of the season here in week one. Thanks. Really appreciate it. It was uh, definitely nice getting that first one out of the way. And uh, on a Friday night, you guys won 42-7 to over the Newton Eagles. And you started off with the W. And it seemed like you guys picked up right where you left off from last season, put up 42 points on the board. And I know we talked about last week about starting off the games good. It seemed like you really started off this game good. Yeah, we, we, you know, we really talked about that you know, last week and in pregame about you know, getting off to a faster start because um, you know, that last game we played last year in the playoffs, uh, we had a really slow start and, uh, it, it really, uh, bit us. So we, we had a big focus on that and our, our guys, you know, kind of met that challenge and, uh, went out there and, uh, we, we were very successful in our first few series. And, it, you know, when you can do that, uh, it really pays off. Right, yeah, and you guys scored on your first five drives of the game, and you led thirty-six to nothing at halftime. So, what was working for you well, and that got you off to such a great start? Uh, I played our first series, and uh, I think we were probably about seventy-five percent on during the game. And if it was working, we just kind of stuck with it, and uh, we just got a lot of success. Our line uh, did their job really well. Um, we were able to get some movement up front and our backs uh, and, and kept turning out those yards. So uh, I'd say that was uh, you know a, a good thing to see because that's what we were hoping to have out of our kind of experienced offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you talking about that crew last week, and uh, Landon Wallace really did a, a good job for you on the running back position. Yeah. He got over 100 yards and found the end zone three times as well. Yeah, he, uh, he stepped in there or – uh, we kind of have a two-back rotation. Our first guy, our senior, Caden Chastain, uh, got a little banged up there at the end of the first se- first drive, actually. And so we were going to be rotating him anyways, but Landon had to finish the game the rest of the way by himself. And, uh, yeah, he, he did a great job. Uh, really his first varsity action ever. And, uh, you know, so we were excited to have two of them. But, you know, he did great. And, and, and Chastain, I think, had – like 45, 48 yards on his first four carries. And oh, wow. um, so I think with the, the two of them together, it's going to be a really good combo. Right, yeah. And uh, Brody was pretty efficient on the passing yeah. game as well. He had a couple of touchdowns through the air, and he had another one uh, rushing the football as well. So he only threw it mm-hmm. about 10 times, but it was very efficient when he did so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did a good job. Uh, had a few incompletions uh that like three right at the end of the half or right before the half where we were throwing some deep balls trying to score and yeah. kind of maybe skewed his completion you know percentage there a little sure. bit but yeah he, he was uh uh pretty accurate uh you know just made, made good decisions and receivers caught the ball well and uh he got some good yards after the catch and that, that really is going to help us in uh, the run game too when we're able to have some success passing yeah, and uh, defensively, it was a great game. You almost got the shutout. You lost at the very end. The Eagles punched it in about 
two minutes to go or just a little bit over two minutes to go. Uh, but that unit was outstanding for you guys here in week one. Yeah, they did a really, really good job. And it's always hard, you know, not and in week one, not knowing exactly what your opponent's going to do and, uh, you know, what they got. You just don't know how your guys will respond. And, uh, they came out and, uh, played, played a great game. And, you know, even that second group of guys that played the second half and, uh, I think that one scoring drive that Newton had, it, it was like a 15, 18 play drive. So those, oh, wow. those young guys are, are sophomores, you know, held up really well. And, uh, it, it took them, uh, everything they had to be able to get down there to get that score. So. I know we were just we're really pleased with that defense though overall. And uh, I know not every game is a perfect game, despite forty-two to seven. Yeah. There's always, uh, as a coach, there's stuff stuff to nitpick <laughs> and uh, take a look at. So, what are the things that you're gonna be looking at to uh, to improve from from the game? Yeah, there's, there's plenty that we're gonna be going over here later today. But uh, yeah, we got a lot of just little technique issues. Um, on both sides of the ball that, that we can work on and get better at. And um, we weren't always in the right place uh, coverage-wise defensively. We we let some receivers get behind us. Um, that you know, just something that we got to work on. And you know, really, it's a lot of eye discipline and making sure that um, everybody trusts everyone else and uh, that they're going to do their job if I do mine. So we have a few things that we we can still work on in that aspect and uh, um, get better. And you know, I always think you know, you get that biggest jump. Uh, improvement from week one to week two because Mm -hmm. these guys can see it and and keep improving and um, so hopefully we make that jump yeah and also it was a good thing that you got the game in on friday that you didn't have to uh come back and play on saturday the weather held up as well so that was a great thing to have as well (laughs) yeah i I was i'm glad we didn't have to go back down there like most of these other schools traveling back for a second day i I could kind of see a little bit of lightning getting ready to start off in the distance uh around the fourth quarter and i was just praying at that point let's get this thing going yeah, the same way in Robinson as well. I definitely saw that lightning creeping yeah. in there as well. Yeah. Well, uh, you got the first one out of the way, and that takes maybe a little bit of pressure uh, off the team. You got the first one uh, out of the way, and week one went off uh, at least the game without a hitch, and uh, you, now you uh, come back home for the first game of the season, uh, and that's exciting. And you got Eureka this week, who is kind of similar to you guys. They had a blowout. Last week in week one, they won 49-6. to six. So uh, what are you looking out for for a new opponent here in week two? Yeah, Eureka is going to be a, a really, really good test for us. They're a great team, really well-coached team. Um, they're, they're, you know, I think, similar to us in terms of, like, uh, some of the things they do offensively, defensively. Uh, they had a real successful season last year. A um, little bit bigger school than we are maybe, but uh, mm-hmm. they're – they're going to be a test. I mean, this is one that you know, uh, our kids are going to have to come out and, and really make some steps and improvements from this last week if they want to uh, have a shot at this game. So we're excited. To, you know, it's, it's good competition. When we tried to schedule some teams, uh, you know, two years ago, going knowing who we play this year, we tried to go out and find some really good competition. And, you know, Eureka is definitely going to be one of those. We got Nashville at the end of the year, even Newton last week. Mm-hmm. We wanted to get some teams to um, – to really challenge our kids, and I think this is going to be a big challenge for us. And it'll be a good emotionally that the game is at home, and the guys will be excited uh, to put on a show in front of that home crowd uh, here in week two. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. They're, they're, they're always excited to be at home. And uh, all right, Coach, well, we appreciate you joining us here on the program, and congrats on the first win again, and we'll talk to you next week, and hopefully it's after another W. 
All right, I appreciate it. Thank you. And we roll on with more high school football here. And it's the uh, first ones of the season. It's How Do You Like Me Now and uh, Beast Mode coming at you here. And uh, let's get to uh, this one first. And it's How Do You Like Me Now. How Do You Like Me Now? Week one of the 2023 season is here. How do you like me now? Who was saying that this week, Eric? What do you got? What do I got? Travis, I got the Charleston Trojans. Yeah. I, I think, yes, I know that they're the team they, they beat um, it wasn't very good last year, but I think this team needs nothing more than to start building some positive momentum. And we, we always talk about Uncle Mo and how momentum can carry you for so many games. And the schedule, I think, lines up very well for the Charleston Trojans after, uh, you know, the next couple of weeks. So I think getting a big week one win, you know, you talk about changing a culture, changing a program. That is what they're trying to do up at Charleston. And I, I like I, I like them, especially the way they won 42 to 13 over Hersher. Uh, definitely a good win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Keeping that momentum mm-hmm. going up from the end of uh, last year. So, ironically, I'll stay in the uh, Apollo Conference because this guy, this team just blew me away as Taylorville. Yep. They made a statement here, 41-6 to over Olney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went through our growing pains, and we've had back-to-back 2-7 and seven seasons. But we're here to start off week one with a dominating victory over Olney and just like Charleston, I like their upcoming schedule now uh, with the way it looks after week one uh, coming up. I mean, Mount Zion game, but that's week four. But before that, I like where their schedule headed, especially where it looks like they're headed as well. Yeah, yeah. 41-6 making a statement overall in the, and that's what Taylorville was saying. How do you like me now? Can we get Here for a week one. Honorable mentions for week one. How you like me now? Because yeah. there were so many teams that you could have picked from, like we said. There was, yeah. Um, Shelbyville, obviously with Newton. I mean, that's you know, that that's definitely a big one. I think Casey over Red Hill and the way they did it is mm-hmm. a, is an impressive win. Um, I also Clinton Travis. They're mm-hmm. the only Central Illinois team besides Shelbyville that won. Yeah. The rest of them all lost. So you got to at least say a little bit how you like me now. They're sitting tied for first in the conference Mm -hmm. one week. And then (laughs) Hillsboro over North Mac. Yeah, that was going to be mine. Yeah, uh, you know, definitely how you like me now there. Mm -hmm, For sure. I mean, not just they won, but they dominated dominated. North Mac there. Uh, That's the uh, only other one that I would uh, put out other than you've mentioned already. I mean, we knew the hype around Sullivan. We knew they were going to be uh, pretty good, and that's the only other one that I would uh, throw in there. Yep. That would tell the Lincoln Prairie how you like me now. Yep. I mean, Mount Zion was as good as advertised as I thought they were that they would be, and as good as I thought that Carlinville would be as well. So that's what stood out to me in Week One for How Do You Like Me Now. Mm-hmm. We stayed in the Apollo Conference. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you what a week two and what kind of adjustments teams that took L's and we'll see what kind of adjustments 
go on for the other teams moving forward. They got wins. So uh, we'll be back next week with a, another How Do You Like Me Now? All right. So uh, let's get to our other uh, segment here that we do for high school football. And uh, what teams went beast mode this week? Again, one of the best music beds that we have here with Beast Mode. Who was really putting up the points this week in week one? Well, Travis, we, we have our top five in the state, and then we have two local teams as well. But overall, I'm not going to read all of them. There were 41 teams that scored 50 or more points this week. Wow. One teams in Beast Mode. That's... Insane. So we'll start with locally. Troy Triad over Mattoon, 56 to 20. And Carmine White County defeated Flora, 52 to 16. Ooh. So you think about the uh, only coach who left Flora. Mm -hmm. Both those teams didn't look so well on uh, Friday night. No. Oof. So now our top five of the state. Are you ready? Uh huh. Number five, Lawrenceville over Oblong, 68 to 19. Yeah. That's fifth. 68. That's fifth. <laughs> uh, Lena Winslow beat West Carroll 68 to nothing. Yeesh. Yeesh. Streeter beat East Peoria 74 to 29. Ooh, 74 and then 29 is pretty decent. Decent, yeah. If, if you told a coach you're getting 29 points, they'd probably be happy. <laughs> but not uh, losing by that much. My friends up in Byron, where everyone knows I have family, beat Rock Falls 77 to 6. Ooh. That's number two. Yeah. And With no a running clock, you would assume. Yes. Too. And number one, Travis, St. Lawrence beat Von Steuben 77 to nothing. Hmm. 77 zip. Both those scores. Unbelievable. Wow, I'd say. 77 points. That's 11 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. In an eight, in a 12-minute quarter. With a running clock, you have to assume. Mm -hmm. That's wow. That's crazy. crazy numbers, and that's why it's beast mode. That went beast mode in week one. So we'll see what week two brings us from top scorers mm -hmm. around the state of now, Illinois. Travis, before we before we go for it, we can. We can fade out beast mode. That's fine. But uh, Oh, you said fade out. I thought you said turn it up. Uh, no, I mean, either way. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I love it. I'm a fan of both. Um, I actually, uh, if I can get my page to load here, I have the stats of that Byron 77-6 to game. Stats. Nice. Yeah. So give yeah. Me, give me one second here to. Yeah, pull it up. To, to pull it up and, and get all signed <laughs> and everything here. Ah, I got the stats from the the blowout too. Yes, we we don't see a lot of seventy-seven to six games around here, so I thought, no. you know what? Let's if I can find it, let's go ahead and 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 tell the people a little bit about it. Um, mm -hmm. But I I can't log into my account. Yeah, you gotta find. Okay, got it. Okay. Got it. So here we go. Um, the Quarterback for for Byron Travis, mm -hmm. uh, one for two. 
mm-hmm. for seven yards. Mm-hmm. But the rushing attack, 313 yards of rushing, which it really isn't that much. But they had nine rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, pounding the rock there. That's Yeah, that's doing a little bit of a... Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's less than uh, Cumberland. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Byron scored uh, with nine minutes to go in the first quarter. Made it 7 nothing. Um, they scored again with eight minutes to go in the first quarter. So, immediately on a pick six. <laughs> wow, what a um, start. And then uh, with five minutes left to go, another touchdown. Uh for, for Byron in that first quarter. And then another pick six with four minutes to go in the first quarter. So it was 28 to nothing with four minutes left to go in the first quarter. Oh, man. And then uh, they scored again with under a minute in the first quarter. So it was 35 to nothing, Travis, in the first quarter. Oh, man. Um, Oof. Yeah. And then after the second quarter, uh, where were we at at halftime? It was 56 to nothing at the half. Whew. That's uh what are you saying in the locker room there? <laughs> if you're the uh, rock balls coach. Yeah, let's just get one. I'm saying, just get a first I'm down. Saying, guys, did we show up to play or what? Have we been practicing at all? <laughs> yeah. Do, have any of you played football before? Well, let's just get one first down. Start it from there. Yeah. That's start uh, building up. Oh boy. Yeah. It's not what you want to see, so now you want to see, we'll but we'll see next week. More mm-hmm. beast mode. More beast mode. Looking forward to it. Uh, from there, and I'm tre- keeping track this year, Travis. And at the end of the year, regular season, we'll announce our local beasts who've made beast mode the most, and then who in the state of Illinois is the top beast in the state. Ooh, nice. Yes. All right. So That's what I say now, remind me nine weeks from now. <laughs> I'll try to remember that. <laughs> I'll try to remember nine weeks yes. from now. Yes. You know, not that I won't sleep <laughs> till then. None of us will. Or do anything else since then. Uh-huh. All right. So uh, let's get to uh, some week one overreactions here. Eric's overreactions. I have a couple as well that I'll throw in here too. So okay. I just pulled up some random beds. So Please, we're it. sounding the alarm. That's a little better. Who is sounding the uh, panic alarm? Overreactions for week one. Uh Five for week one, Travis. My first one. North Mac will miss the playoffs. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, losing week one, I'm bad. I mean, this, I mean, that loss to Hillsborough, you know, I would put them now at kind of four as far as the South Central goes. And recently, four has been the cutoff as mm. far as teams that make it from the South Central. So I think North Mac may be in trouble of missing the playoffs. Yeah, the third or the second lowest score yeah. of the whole conference. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah. So that's my first one. Mm, okay. My second one. The Central Illinois Conference is the weakest in the area. I mean, it only has six teams. It is, but you I lost think... the state champion, Saint Teresa. So and you lost Sullivan. Of course, yeah. So I, but again, 
they had two teams win. Yeah. That's that's not great when one's Clinton. No offense mm-hmm. to Clinton. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, we're th- four or th- five last year. Yeah, so they're always they're always hanging around. I, I think I think people it's games. one of the I think it's one of the the weakest, if not the weakest, conference in the area. Hmm. How you say that with Shelbyville and Tuscola? Because it's too top heavy. I'm saying overall as a conference. Yeah, their top I mean, two look, teams are amazing. Like I said, you lost a state champion, so of course you're going to be weaker. And you lost Sullivan. Yeah. Uh, my number three, Travis Newton's going to miss the playoffs. Ooh, Newton will miss the playoffs. Like you said, Shelbyville's good, so I'm but not I, ready to write off the Eagles just yet. I am. <laughs> I am. Maybe just being a little uh, pessimistic. I think Casey is better than what people may have thought. I think that, you know, obviously you have Mount Carmel. Um, I just don't see a lot in that. Yeah, Shelbyville's good. I don't see a lot in that week one game based off of how they ended last season as well for the Eagles. Because the excuse last year was a lot of injuries. Dealt with a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Okay, week one, you didn't look so good. Mm-hmm. What's going to be the excuse if you miss the playoffs this year? Yeah. So, uh, number two, Travis, this isn't a negative overreaction. This is a positive one. Okay, we like to hear that. The Lincoln Prairie is going to have five teams make the postseason. Mm-hmm. I think I, that could be. I think they'll have five I, teams. I, I think, think I had them. I, I think you did too. I, I I think Cumberland, Arcola, Arthur, mm-hmm. Sullivan. Yep. Mm. There was another one I had. Uh, Arcola, Arthur, Cumberland, Sullivan, and there was four right there. And I'll say, Travis, Sagamon Valley. I mean, Sagamon Valley right there got week one win. Yeah, I know it was over Tri-County, but even Coach Watkins said post-game, you know, previewing that game, they have a new coach. They're a different team. In Sagamon Valley this year, so twelve to eight, yeah. they won against Tri County. Barn burner, <laughs> defensive struggle. Barn burner. <laughs> uh, I'm not ready to write off Villa Grove yet. So. No, neither am I. Like I said, five teams are going to make the playoffs. I think Villa Grove can definitely compete. The, I think that's the fifth. I fifth definitely, team there. definitely. So, and the last one, Travis, are you ready for this? Hmm. Charleston's going to make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Charleston's going to make the playoffs. Yeah. You look I at like their that. schedule coming up that they have for for the next couple of weeks. They're not facing a winning team from last year. With the way they played week one, trying to change that culture, I like it. Now, this week's against Paris maybe a, a matchup. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. But I, I think Charleston can get into the postseason and possibly, possibly contend for the Apollo Conference title. Ooh, that's that I like of going out on a limb there. Uh, one of my overreactions uh, would be that uh, Taylorville is going to make the playoffs and Ollie's going to miss the playoffs. That's my mm. overreaction there. Here's, here's why I, I agree with half of that, Travis. 
I think Taylorville will make the playoffs. Especially in this week, they got Robinson and Columbia. Both teams lost week mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. and I saw the way Robinson played. Yep. So I think week two is definitely winnable. Yep. Muhammad. We'll see where right, they are right, when they're right. smack dab in the middle of the season, but I think their schedule shapes up nicely. I I, I agree with you. I I think Taylorville can make the playoffs. I'm pausing on the second half of that. Yeah. And the only reason I'm pausing on that, Travis, is because the little line I is kind of weak. Mm-hmm. Again, the top teams are really good. But again, I don't believe in Newton. Marshall should be a win for Olney. Lawrenceville should be a win for Olney. That right there is three. Them being a 5A school, they only need two more because they just need to get to five. Mm-hmm. And I think they can find a way to claw two more wins. Mm-hmm. I'm not writing them off yet. Let's see what happens in week two. Yeah. But that's why yeah. they're overreactions. Exactly. That's that's why they are. Uh, that's really only one that I'll go out on a limb for. Okay. I mean... It's controversial. I'll my uh, my overreaction. Uh, I don't want any bulletin board material with Mark Carmel. But they were facing a tough Gibson yeah, Southern they, team. They were uh, going back to Olney real quick. Travis, they have Matt Toon this week. That should be a winnable game for Olney. Mm-hmm. If they then, come out and struggle against Matt Toon, then I'll jump on the bandwagon with you. <laughs> it might be. Then, then, then I'll say they sound are. The that'll that'll be my number one for week two. Uh-huh. But I'll, I'll give the Olney Tigers the benefit of the doubt right now because their next three games are against Matt Toon, Lawrenceville, and Marshall, and then Newton after that. Those are four winnable games. Mm-hmm. I think you can get out of there. You win four games there, and then you just got to steal one against either Paris or Casey or Robinson. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's doable. Right. So, yeah. We'll see. This will be a developing story throughout the be. season. This will be. And that's why we love it. We love to uh, predict it and uh, see where our predictions go and see how all wrong the uh, overreactions. Yes. Well, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> but you it's said okay. it. I said it. It's okay. You said it. So, <laughs> I can say it. Uh, all right. So, uh, let's go ahead and let's just uh, wrap up high school football. Here and uh, let's recap and uh, let's recap high school football pick 'em as I was searching for the music bed. Week one of high school football pick 'em in the books. Yep. How how did we do? Well, one of us did better than the other one. Yes. So let's Very start. So. Let's start Effingham at Robinson. Travis, you picked Effingham. I also picked Effingham. Mm-hmm. You said 28-26. I said one nothing. Travis, you get two points there because you were under the final score and you picked Effingham to win. So Travis gets two points. I only get one point on that one. Yes. The next one we had Cumberland versus Sarah Gordo. Travis, we both picked Cumberland. I went 28-14. Travis went 29-14, which was closer to 44 without going under or over. So, therefore, Travis gets two points there. Yes. I get one point. <laughs> Next, we had Tuscola versus Peru St. Beatty. Travis, you went Tuscola, one nothing. I went Tuscola, 35-30. Tuscola lost. Mm-hmm. So, we both. No points for either one of us. And yep. then, finally, we went Vandelia versus Pena. Mm-hmm. Travis, you said Pena, 31-28. I said Vandelia, 24-20. to 
Payne won, and it was less than it was more than 31 points, so Travis gets two points there. Yep. So where does that leave us? Out of the 12 possible points we could have gotten this week, Travis, you got six points. Mm-hmm. I got two points. <laughs> as far as records go, you could go four and zero oh after week one. Travis is three and one, and I am two and two. Mm-hmm. So that is where we're at. That's the starting point. Yep. The launch point. Yep. But this week we will be adding Illinois football, and we have a bonus game that we will be picking as well that you can hear on 98.9 The Game. Ooh, so we'll have bonus. Week two, I'm already trying to make up points. <laughs> exactly. Already trying Just to work it in. in. Yep, yep. Just trying to yep. throw in any game yep. that you could possibly do. Absolutely. <laughs> I like it there, so I'm off to a good start. I love it. All right, so uh, let's go to... Uh, Let's go to some this day in sports history. I want to save NASCAR for the end. So let's do some what happened in this state sports history. All righty. Let me, I got to scroll. I didn't realize how big this packet was. They sent me a 54 page packet because we have to preview every single college football uh, game and team and conference in excruciating detail that might be helpful for uh, Big Ten no they don't they don't talk about the Big Ten it's all SEC well maybe Big Ten is tomorrow maybe I hope they don't send me another 54 page packet well then that's why it's 54 pages oh, we're talking the US, about the SEC. We, got, we gotta have a couple pages on the US Open Travis oh yeah you, you gotta have US Open coverage I mean, because ESPN is airing it, so they want to make sure you got it. Yeah. Travis, I have no day in sports history. Really? I got the package. I just assumed it was there. It's not. Hmm, not there. What a lying ESPN. What a letdown. Yeah. What, what do you a... do in ESPN? What a letdown. Unless it was buried somewhere, but I don't think so. Maybe buried in all the SEC talk <laughs> well there's 72 instances of the word history in this packet so let me scroll through and see if i can find anything yeah i i doubt it. i've seen i've seen those information they always have yep nuggets like that yep yep first yep. time in history yep all right so while you try to uh find that i'll quickly you run down WNBA, by the way Got, gotta throw that in there oh too. Yes. yeah i think a big game Coming up with the Aces and Liberty. Yep, that's what they're talking about. Coming up. Nope, no history. No history. All right, so uh, no this day in sports history. Nothing happened. Nope. This day. Obviously not. <laughs> so, Throughout the entire history of sports. So uh, a couple of games from uh, college football that I wanted to uh, mention before we get to a uh, NASCAR. Uh, USC, they let San Jose State hang around. Uh, but ultimately, they won 56 to uh, 28. Caleb Williams goes 278 yards for the reigning defending Heisman Trophy winner. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame, like you mentioned in your Sports Center hit, all over Navy over in Dublin, 42 to three blowout. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, Jacksonville State beat UTEP 17 14. Uh, UMass they won 48 to 30 over New Mexico State. It was San Diego State getting the win over Ohio, 20 to 13. It was the Louisiana Tech over Florida International, 22 17. And then Vanderbilt 
They don't have their stadium complete yet, but they won over Hawaii, thirty-five twenty-eight. I did see the scoreboard was hanging from cranes with the uh, the <laughs> yeah. goalpost uh, backdrop. Yep. Love it. Yep. <laughs> oh, Vanderbilt. Uh, so that was week zero of college football. Yay. Week one, I guess you'd technically no, say. Week zero. They call it week zero, so so will we. Uh, then coming up on a Thursday, you got Florida and Utah on ESPN, goody, goody. number 14, Utah. And then uh, the uh, Big Ten opens with Nebraska and Minnesota on Fox. And Mizzou opens the season on Thursday as well. So if you're interested in that mm-hmm. on the SEC Network against Powerhouse South Dakota. So uh, now is the time to uh, talk some NASCAR and NASCAR Pick'em recap as mm-hmm. NASCAR regular season Saturday night came to an end. Playoffs are here. Yep, and we kind of talked about, you know, the, the big the two the wrecks. big wrecks. And, you know, it wasn't as much of a wreck fest, Travis, as myself no. and a lot of people thought it was going to be. Yeah, a lot um, of green, green flag racing. There was. And when, you know, you go to Daytona and you're told, 17 drivers are competing for one final spot. You expect them all to be a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really happen. No. You know, we had we had the, the wreck at the very end of, I believe it was stage two, um, with Ryan Blaney uh, after he got hit by Ty Gibbs. And that was kind of a, a big wreck. That had mm-hmm. a lot of cars in it and a, and a hard hit for Blaney. But that was just a case of someone pushing in a corner. That wasn't... Mm-hmm. which they do on all these super speedway tracks. But yeah. uh, it just got Ty loose, and he, he hit Blaney. Um, but that wasn't anything extreme. And then uh, the the thing with Ryan Priest at the end, I mean, he just got hit on the backstretch. Again, just someone pushing and uh, just took off, and no one expected that. No. So it was, uh, it was rather calm. Now, it was. The, the one person I'm surprised was as calm as they were, especially after the priest wreck. And, you know, you go into a green right checker right after that was Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott lined up fourth on that restart, knowing he has to win. I'm surprised he was not more aggressive mm-hmm. than he was. Yeah. Because he, he wasn't. He never made a move. I, no, I believe it really. was. I think it was truex in front of him on that final restart and then it was keselowski and busher on the outside of that final restart and he never made a move to try and get around truex no, to make really. him the first car in that line he never attempted anything he never tried to get truex out of the way mm-hmm. it was kind of i don't know and then right. listening to him afterwards he, he did an interview and he was like yeah it's it's you know it, it stinks but we're in the owner's championship, which is more important. And I've heard a lot of the owners talk about this. And that's not necessarily what you expect a driver to say. But the drivers all get paid based on how they finish in owner's points. So making it into the owner's chase is actually more beneficial to a driver than making it for the championship. How odd does that sound? Yeah, really. So Chase Elliott is in the <laughs> owner's championship chase, but he is not in the driver playoff. And Bubba's in the driver playoff, but not in the owner one. Hmm. That's not going to be confusing. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's kind of <laughs> so, dumb. It, it, he was the only one who I was like, why are you not making more of a run at this? Why are you not trying 
yeah. to do something. He, he but really wasn't. Busher and Keslowski did exactly what they needed to do on that final restart. And I tell you what, Chris Busher, three wins in the last five races. He's coming in hot. Gonna be, I think, a threat for the title. Mm. I really do. Yeah, currently he's uh, fourth yeah. in the uh, standings, even though Byron and Truex are technically yes. tied in points yes. at the top. Truex won the regular season title. So I he gets, uh, I think, 15 bonus points heading into the, the postseason, which is a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's uh, – the the first round, I think, is going to be interesting. You got Darlington, Kansas, Bristol. These are three tracks, Travis, where you can't really – you can only beat yourself, meaning a slow pit stop. A loose wheel, an mm-hmm. engine failure, something like that is going to take one of these top contenders out because mm-hmm. it always happens. Yeah, in this first round, so it's who's going to survive. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're looking right now at the the playoff grid, and uh, I know you have it pulled up, let me get it pulled up. Yeah. So I know what exactly I am I'm talking about here. The the four drivers who are at the bottom are Bubba, Harvick, Stenhouse, and McDowell. Mm-hmm. And the the drivers I am looking at who I think are in trouble in this first round, Travis, are Stenhouse Jr. Mm-hmm. Even though he's having the best season of his career, I just don't know if it'll be enough. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the least impressive winner Right. Stats-wise. He, he won the 500 sense. to start yeah. the season, and that's right. been it. And he hasn't really... Two top fives, uh, seven top mm-hmm. tens, and no stage wins. But, as we said, an average finish of 13th will get you on to the next round. Mm. That's all you have to try and do. You have to avoid beating yourself. Yeah. So, But I, I think Stenhouse will be eliminated. I think, I think Bubba Wallace will be eliminated. I haven't seen the consistent speed out of Bubba. He to finish, he's there getting stage points, and he's he's always there competing for stage points, but they can't finish the race. Something always happens. An issue on pit road. Something happens. Yeah. And because of that, I'm also going to put his teammate Tyler Reddick in that same thing. Reddick should have five wins on the year, and he has one because they keep making mistakes. It was a couple of weeks at Richmond. A, Richmond a couple weeks ago. He was leading, came down pit road. He missed the commitment line, had to do a drive through penalty. Then mm. at Michigan, they had a wheel that wasn't on right, had to come back in and retighten it. They just can't stop shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. And this is the round where that's going to be exposed. Mm. And the, right. the final of the four drivers, Travis, that I don't think is going to advance past this round is Ross Chastain. The speed from Trackhouse that they had at the first half of the year and almost all of last year has not been there the second half of the season. They have not contended for anything. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, that's because Ross was reined in. That's because his owner told him you need to dial it back after all the issues he was having with Denny and Chase yeah. and everyone. You need to dial it back. Now, the playoffs are, are there. Free reign, go. Go for it. But you can't just turn it on, and the cars haven't been there. 
It's not his driving style. The car lacks speed. Mm-hmm. Him driving more aggressively is not going to help that. If anything, it's going to make it worse. Mm. Yeah. And when you look at Darlington, you look at Kansas and Bristol, uh, those tracks, these are good driving tracks. I expect the fast cars that have been fast all season to contend at those tracks for wins. Um, you know, a Blaney, Logano. Logano's always good at Darlington. Um, Kevin Harvick's good at Bristol. Uh, these are, are the places that I expect. Um, don't forget Chris Buescher and Brad Keselowski dominated the Bristol race last year. And Chris Buescher got the win. Neither one of them were in the playoffs last year. But they, you know, they dominated that race. Hmm. And don't forget also last year we had a string of non-playoff drivers winning. We had a lot of non-playoff drivers winning last year. I now last year that. we had a lot of parity with the series, and there, you know, there were a lot of different winners. Mm-hmm. But that's something to keep an eye on too. Now, here's what I will say, Travis, and that is if Michael McDowell makes it past this first round, mm-hmm. he could go all the way to the round of eight, Travis, because you have the Roval in the second round. We know how good of a road course racer he is, and there's also Talladega in that second round. And he's a pretty good plate racer, too. Hmm. So that is going to be interesting. But coming up later this week, we will make our picks for who we think is going to be in the championship for. And we'll make our picks for for every round. So uh, Mm -hmm. that'll probably be on Thursday. We'll do that. So, yeah, there we go. Get ready for it. Playoffs of NASCAR. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, the Xfinity series have not yet started their playoffs. (laughs) Pointed that out. Justin Allgaier got the win in two overtimes. Double OT. Double OT. Nice. Double OT. <laughs> um, and then the other NASCAR thing from over the weekend, uh, Kurt Busch officially announced his retirement. Mm. He is done being a full-time driver. Just he can't get cleared, and he's focusing on his health right now. Um, he says, that doesn't mean I'll never drive again, but full-time, that commitment, I can't do it. He also mentioned, Travis, he's been dealing with arthritis. For the past couple of years, that makes it almost impossible for him to walk. Oh, dang. Which, that's not something you want to hear from no. someone who's not that old. All right, yeah. So, it makes you go, that's oh, that's, that's not good. No. And then the other major thing that isn't going to be talked about uh, a lot um, is uh, from the truck race. Trucks were up in Milwaukee this weekend. They were not in Daytona. Um, and that is the 98 truck. Um Ty Majeski, as he made a major mistake, Travis. Um, he won the playoff, the truck playoff opener, August 11th, first in the standings, was the fastest Saturday in their practice, and then before the race on Sunday, he had a right rear tire that was confiscated by NASCAR Uh-oh. because of something illegal that happened Ooh. with that tire. Uh-oh. They could not replace the tire. His crew chief was ejected, had to start at the rear of the field, do a pass-through penalty, and additional penalties are expected to come this week. Ooh. They always say there's the there's the triad you don't touch. That's engine. That is the spoiler. And those are the tires. And they got busted with the Ooh. tires. A, doing something to the tires to adjust them. And I think NASCAR is going to come down very heavy on them. Hmm. Now, he's already won in this round of the playoffs for the trucks, so he's advanced. You can't not hmm. retroactively take him out. 
but I would expect a points penalty that will hamper him in the next round. Sure. That'll put him behind. Mm-hmm. Or something like the win is taken away, those playoff points taken away. But again, I don't know what NASCAR is going to do, but I expect NASCAR to make an example out of this. <laughs> um, I heard Denny Hamlin, though, on his podcast saying that he finds it weird that just a couple of weeks ago, NASCAR changed their rule book saying that there should be nothing but air inside the tires. He says they don't just do that to do it. They had to do it in response to something that happened. Hmm. And he said, I'll tell you this. It affects a team that's in the playoffs right now on the cup side, majorly. And that they could have been busted for something. Now, he didn't elaborate who, what team, or anything like that. But it makes you think that are they, you know, these cars, as we've talked about, back in the old days, all the teams made their cars, built them from the ground up. And you could kind of do a little here, do a little there, enough so that it could still work. But there were ways to get around it. If if you've listened to Dale Jr.'s podcast, he loves talking about people trying to find advantages and bending the rules a little bit. Mm -hmm. He'll have old crew chiefs on that'll tell you, crazy stories one of my favorite is that uh daryl waltrip used to have a kind of like where the ashtray would be on a car and he'd pull it out and it put buckshot into the engine yes buckshot to make the engine go faster but you couldn't you couldn't see it anything there was nothing there to investigate and they called that motor big bertha and it's a famous famous engine um wow so they're always trying to to find the advantages trying to find a way but these new cars are being sent to them and the teams aren't building them they're being kind of just assembled but not built so these teams are still trying to find ways to get a little bit of an advantage and i guess the next step is the tires tires Interesting. Not something I would have looked at. No, no, especially if it was illegal or. What I want to know is what if they're not putting air in the tires? What are they? What is in? it? Helium? That can't be good. No, I think it would bust. And make the car lighter though, because it wouldn't be on the ground as long. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I've also heard of traction control, Travis. Hmm traction there was also something funny that happened i don't know if it was caught on the cameras or maybe i just missed it during the during the red flag and i don't know if it was the first or second red flag but uh in the cup race but i guess on the back stretch brad keselowski was doing donuts during a red flag which first of all you shouldn't do donuts unless the race is over second of all during a red flag you're not supposed to move mm-hmm. but i guess his car was on fire Oh. And he couldn't see his dashboard because of all the smoke coming up through the floor. So he did a donut to try and extinguish the fire. And I guess it worked because he finished second. But I've never heard of no. anyone doing a donut to get a fire out. Right. And as Denny said on his podcast, he was on the backstretch just going the grass. The grass had put the fire out. But... <laughs> Whatever he, he works. Got me. It, it obviously didn't hurt the Whatever car too works. much. He finished second. No. Or maybe that's what helped him finish second. He Possibly. burned the brakes up. He couldn't. He couldn't stop. Yeah, he, was, he was just going to keep pushing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So. But yeah, that's that's our NASCAR. Oh, did we say who won NASCAR pick'em. Oh, that is correct. Uh, Travis, 
Yes. You got the win with NASCAR Pick'em. You picked Bubba Wallace. He finished 12th. Picked Ross Chastain. He finished 17th. So that means going into the playoffs, Travis, uh, I still win, am leading by three, 16 to 13. Uh, but don't forget, a win gets you five points. And now the driver's lineup resets. Yes. Been waiting for it to reset. Been waiting. Well, now it Finally. has. Finally, thank goodness. And you're only three back, so you could definitely pull off a comeback here with ten races left. Yeah. A win or two. You remember last year, it was the postseason, and I got a win that Mm -hmm. allowed me to come back and and win it. So it's definitely not out of the question. Yep. Here we go. I think I had a bigger lead than you did last year. I'm going to choke it away here. Maybe. Never know. You have gotten our only win this season with Martin Truex Jr. back at Dover. <laughs> that really helped yep. keep you alive. It did. It did, so. but haven't got anything since. Uh, wins. Not wins, but you've won the week. Yep. In fact, you've won more than I have So since mm-hmm. that win. Yeah. We won't talk about the uh, average finish. No. No, that's mm. we we won't talk about that. Not good for me. No, I'll I'll refigure here in a here uh, yeah. before before the end of the week. Uh huh. All right. So we're at. All right. So I think that that does it. I think we cleaned up everything uh, yep. from the uh, weekend, and so uh, let's get on out of here. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow. And thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Have a great rest of your day. Peace out.